When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hockey. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. Yeah, I definitely saw him release it, and it's so nice to see Zuki shoot, right? Um, because he doesn't. And because uh, he's got such a quick release like that. And, um, you know, we see him score in practice like that, and uh, he's such a, you know, pass-first guy, obviously. He sees the ice very well, but when he does that, it'll open things up for not only him, but, you know, obviously Kirill and Hartsey, too. So, uh, yeah, it was nice, uh, really nice goal. Welcome into Judd's Hockey Show, where honesty, Declan Goff, is at the forefront, and I love the fact that, that Dean Evison in that clip said, you know, you like to see Zuki shoot because he doesn't, because never has a a bigger truth been spoken by a coach. How long have we been saying, dude, you got to shoot the puck more? And he did yeah. last night, seven to three. The Wild beats the Anaheim Ducks at the X, an impressive performance against an undermanned Ducks team. Uh, Troy Terry, their leading goal scorer, was out. Um, they lost Sonny Milano early in the game. He is, I believe, second on the team in scoring. John Gibson did not play, but nonetheless, nonetheless. Um, let's get to the highlights, Declan Goff. Let's get All to right. the highlights of this game. And I'm going to start with this one. Um, because I think we called this, and it's not. It didn't take a genius to see no. the potential here. So no. I'm not saying that. Hey, Judd and Declan know a lot more, but we do. They just know a little more. Yeah. Um, Matt Boldy and Kevin Fiala on the same line mm-hmm. has the potential to be, and we saw it last night. Fire, and I think it's exactly. And you've been begging for this, begging for uh, for 22 for a while now. Um. I think Kevin Fiala having Boldy, who is a wing but has the ability to make plays like sure. a really good center, mm-hmm. might be exactly what the Fiala doctor ordered. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, he looked damn good uh, yesterday. And for the fact that Fiala, who's been kind of in the doghouse for the better part of all season, whether it's just with his own game or with turnovers or situations, and for him to basically come out here and have the playmaker that we've been begging for him to have. And then both of them have phenomenal nights. Uh, that, that's exactly what we want. You know, the, it's always nice to say, or it's always easy to say, I should say that finding the number one center is the goal for this team. But as Bill Guerin, who even came on our podcast told us they like, that just doesn't happen. And also wings like Kevin Fiala, like Matthew Boldy kind of have the ability to be a center, right? to make playmaking abilities just because they don't have a C or they don't play right down the middle of the ice. They still have abilities to create situations for their other teammate, for their teammates. And Fiala and Boldy, this is exactly what you want. 
Um, analytically, they had a pretty solid day. They they outpossessed the other team. They played a, a decent amount yesterday, and for both them to have big nights, um, I know Boldy with a two point night, right? And and Fiala had a goal as well. So big big time things happen with both those lines. That's exactly what the Wild needed. And I also think that um, in the case of Fiala, mm-hmm. I think he has the ability, Declan, to make plays. So I'm not saying he can. And we've certainly seen him yeah. do that in the past. But unlike Kaprizov, I don't think it's uh, – well, he can do both just fine. I would rather see Kevin with a guy who can create for him. Sure. Because his finishing skills can be elite. Um, he also, I don't think, has the complete game. And, by the way, this is not an indictment. Most guys don't. He doesn't have the game of Kaprizov. So yeah. if you can put Kevin with a guy like Boldy, who his vision of the ice is unbelievable. Like, he, he made another behind-the-back pass last night, and he just anticipates things so well. Uh, but I think that this is the ideal way to get Kevin going goal-scoring-wise. And by going, I mean really. I don't mean, hey, a goal once a week or something. I mean going in a big way. This is going to be – and I and Goudreau, you know what? He's fine there. He's fine. He's fine. He's got speed. He can keep up. My biggest problem last night and – this will be um, this will be taken care of. Hopefully, when Yule Eriksson-Eck comes back, is the only guy that doesn't have the speed is Rask. Like he literally yeah. can't keep up with, and he can make some plays, but he can't keep up with the game. Goudreau can. Um, and to expand my point, I was watching that game last night, and yes, the Ducks were down some players, so it was not you know. It, I think the Abs on Monday afternoon will be a better test. But in watching that game last night and envisioning Eriksson-Eck back. If you have health, big if. I understand that. So do you. If you have health, though, and Eric's neck is back, the four lines that they're going to roll, I really like. Now, right. now would I like a center who is like the clear n- number one eventually? Absolutely. But with the way that Hartman's playing, a- yep. and then Goudreau centering a line with Fiala and Boldy, and then Eck being back between his guys, Felino and Greenway, right? And then Sturm, and that fourth line is so damn fast. Yeah. They're rolling 12. They're, they've got 12 players. I really like, including Duor, who has great speed. It's We talked about this in the last episode, but obviously we'd like Marco Rossi to be that guy, but he clearly isn't there yet. And and Garen and the Brain Trust is not going to rush him and force him to, to be that guy yet. You know, Rossi was fine. Rossi in his two games that he played was fine. He wasn't a detriment. He wasn't. He wasn't, I don't think, I wouldn't classify it as overwhelmed. I don't know if you might have would say he was overwhelmed. No, but, but, but that's too strong. I agree. He, but he, he was just a guy there. I think eventually, obviously, the hope is that he can be someone that is, that is a, a legit top center. Um, but for right now, you, you got to be pretty satisfied that these, that, that basically the Wild have found depth out of here. Um, when Erickson Eck comes back, it's going to make things a lot easier. And I guess my bigger question to you, too, is, you know, we, we always talked about Hartman just, well, because he plays with Kaprizov and Zuccarello that, you know, he's kind of the benefit of, of that. He's 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 a nice player, but I think we've kind of should change our tune a little bit or not even change our tune, but just accept that Ryan Hartman is a not just a, a nice, reliable defensive forward. Ryan Hartman looks like he's going to be a damn good hockey player on both sides of the ice. I agree. I agree. Now, is he is he my first choice to be the top center on your top line with a superstar in Kaprizov for the duration for the long term? 
I don't know about that. Uh, but you're right. He's been great. In fact, I tweeted this out last night, and I got one tweet back of dissension and about four or five saying that they liked the point. Back before Declan Goff, I think right before you were born, mm-hmm. the the North Stars picked up a guy from the Rangers who had been, like Hartman, a first-round draft pick, Dave Gagne, center. Yeah. And he had been a disappointment. Like, he hadn't thrived, and he came here, and they immediately back then, as I recall, stuck him on what was the third or fourth line with with Basil McRae and Stewie Gavin. And those guys worked their asses off. Like, that was a great that, – that was probably what the Eck line is back then. Like, they worked hard, um, didn't necessarily have a ton of talent on, on the wings, but those guys did their jobs. Sure. And I think were major pests for opponents. But Gagne, like what Hartman has done, I think got here with the expectation of, oh, if he's going to work hard, awesome, but this is him. And then he started to get points. Mm-hmm. And it was the same sort of thing. And you're like, oh, this is why you were a first-round draft pick. Because I think we often default to guys because our patience is so low. Mm-hmm. If a guy doesn't do his – if a guy doesn't thrive, immediately we're like, well, that's sort of a bust, right? And Gagne started to put up points and put up some goals and ascended up the line chart because it's like, no, this guy is really good. Hartman, to me, strikes me as the same way. And he was, what, a first-round pick by the Blackhawks, Got uh, went to the Flyers for a cup of coffee, and now here has been unleashed. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you for one second as far as he is a legitimate top six talented player who, yes, will grind and will work his butt off, but he also flat out can play and has skills. You're right. And look, there is still obviously some benefactor of him playing with Kirill and Zuccarello too. I mean, that is obviously still helping his game. But Judd, he's projected to finish the season with 39 goals. Yeah, it's yeah. No, you're right. You know, like I, I, I right. would bet. I don't know if he gets to 30. I really don't, just because it, it, that's that's a crap ton of goals. Um, but he's literally projected to be a damn near 40 goal scorer. Think about that, and he might be the biggest bargain in the NHL right now, making chump change. I mean, he signed a team friend. He could have just said, ah, you know what? Let me wait. Let me wait. I had a good year last year, my, my best year of my career. I'll wait. And he said, no, I'll just I'll, I'll sign the contract. I don't know if he's kicking himself for doing that. But he might be the best absolute bargain in the NHL, making less less than $2 million, basically, and is on pace to be a 40-goal scorer. He's been fantastic. And, in, in fact, to uh, segue to that entire line last night, Zuccarello. Two goals and one assist, Declan. Kaprizov, two assists, uh, and let's see here. Yep, two assists and a plus three. And then Hartman, a goal, an assist, two points, plus three. That line was fantastic. And I'm going to say this, and we gush about this guy continually, but I feel like it's unfair not to. (laughs) Kirill Kaprizov gets hurt a week ago thursday in boston and it looks bad like it looks like okay that's a shoulder or something because the two games in canada got canceled he doesn't miss or i think he missed one game against the capitals last saturday but he doesn't miss those two games that were scheduled originally against the jets and oilers he comes back last night and he doesn't just play he looks like a man possessed and here's what impressed me the most last night the passes again were great but here's what just floored me for a guy who just got hurt the way that he and i don't know if it was he was purposely more acutely aware of people approaching him from his blind side because of how the hit in boston which was basically that from trent frederick happened 
but he had a couple of plays last night, including um, one that resulted in a goal that literally he had Ducks players coming up from behind him. He was aware, but he couldn't see them. Mm-hmm. There was one behind the net where he threw a reverse check that was stronger than some guys can throw a, <laughs> a front forward check. Right. Yeah. He's that kid's that kid's backside is phenomenally strong. He like destroys guys. He, he's built like an ox. I mean, he really is. Yeah. He's, he's he's literally built like a rock, uh, like an ox. And, you know, I, I think in Dean said it off the top there, you know, he was he was maybe a little timid. Yesterday, uh, yesterday he was maybe a little timid coming back from injury. I didn't the, see that. But 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 then but then there's moments where, like you said, where he he back checks into someone, and he's such a strong guy that he doesn't strike me as the dude that wouldn't not to say like he doesn't play hurt because because I'm sure hockey players and especially by the end of the season everyone's banged up, no one's healthy. But he doesn't seem like his uh, motor turns off from zero to a hundred. It's oh. it's it stays consistent the entire time. Um, and that that top line, I mean, Joe, what do you think? Do you think that top line of Hartman, Kaprizov, Zuccarello can legitimately hang with the majority of top lines in the NHL right now? I think the wings can. Hartman, I'd be curious to see against, like, McKinnon. But sure. for right now, I do because Hartman does have um, the work ethic to do it. Mm-hmm. And he does have skill. Mm-hmm. So, so, like, I'm not... I hesitate to get too far over my skis and be yeah. like, yeah, bring on McKinnon, right. bring on McDavid. He'll take those guys. Cause I mean, that's really pushing it. But do I think that this top line is, is gelled really well? And do I think that, that they can make you consistently competitive against good, bad and mediocre teams? Yes, I do. The top, top guys. I'd be curious to see them. I, I think, Monday's game against the Abs will be interesting. Yeah, and, you know, I, I would say it's probably, what, top 75%, right? Like, is it in the 90% elite threshold of, of other lines? Maybe not, but it's clearly an above-average line, that, right? Like, it's an above-average line. It's not just average. It's, it's an above-average line. It probably hangs with the majority of, of three-fourths of the NHL's top mm-hmm. lines. Mm-hmm. Um and for them to, yeah, for, for them to get, a, I think, a, a big win. And look, they haven't played a lot of games. They got some games in hand here in the division. You know, I think I think some fans, oh, my God, they're fourth. You know, they've, they've fallen off a little bit. Well, hold on. You know, Nashville, for whatever reason, hasn't had, like, any games canceled. I don't know how that's happened to them. Um, but there, there's some games in hand here. Yes, Monday's game, the matinee hockey day, is going to be a fun one against Colorado. I'm excited to watch that. That's going to be a legitimate true test. But um, for the Wild to get... They just continue to win, man. I mean, and right. again, they you know they had to play Kalen Addison, um, who didn't play a lot last night. They're without Joel Eriksson X still, and this team is continuing to find ways to win. I think that's what's yeah. just so impressive. Well, hell, what? Still no Spurgeon. I think he started to skate again in practice, but he's not set. Mm-hmm. Rodine, I don't think is skating yet. And so, yeah, your your bottom two defensemen are bottom two guys. So, right. um. I would say the best way to get a read because the schedule is so goofed up now and, and because, to your point, Dex, teams have not played the same amount of games or even close. I'd say the best way to get a read is go to the NHL.com site. Look at the standings. They have points percentage. That's the best way to read these right now. Sure. But to go back to what we talked about on the last edition of JHS is the important thing is when are we going to see the schedule? Because depending on how compacted this schedule is the games that you're going 
to make up could put you in a very tough predicament. And that's my question. Because mm. cause the I don't think the Olympic break now covers the amount of games lost. So despite the fact that break is gone, I don't think that you can just easily space games out. And so so what I am very curious to see, especially for road games, is when do they play these games and do you have a ton of like back-to-backs? In some cases, does it get more ridiculous than that? I don't know what the what the uh, league and each union have as far as agreements there. Um, I want to talk to you about, and I don't know if you saw this fight last night, though, but Brandon Duhame delivered a, <laughs> um, a quality check through Josh Manson, who is a big, rugged, solid Ducks defenseman. Mm-hmm. And Manson had just gotten rid of the puck, and Duhame kept coming, but it was from the front side. And I, I thought it was a fine hit. So Manson leaves the ice, and a guy by the name of Sam Carrick challenges Duhame. He takes the challenge, and they fight. And and uh, I think it was Ryan Carter and LaPanta on the game last night were talking okay. about. Well, why do you have to? Why do you have to be challenged to a fight? And why do you feel the need to fight if you're Duhame if you threw a clean check? I've got a bigger question. Josh Manson, who's a big guy. He's a big guy. I know his, exactly da- his dad played for the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. Dave Manson mm-hmm. could fight. He could kick your ass. <laughs> Here's my question. Since when did guys like Josh Manson allow teammates to pick their fights? Yeah, that's weird. That's what's weirder to me. Yeah. Like, if you didn't like the hit and you're Josh, okay, that's cool. I, I mean, do, do I agree that you should challenge the guy for sure? No, but you know what? We can debate that. Mm-hmm. But since when did a big, rugged, sturdy guy that it's just like when when Greenway gets into scuffles and, and Marcus Felino flies in? I'm always like, if I'm Jordan, I'm like, Marcus, I got this. Protect, mm-hmm. protect Sturm, protect the little guys. I don't like this whole thing of fights being orchestrated by guys defending teammates when those teammates are large people who can fight their own fights if they so choose. You know, I, uh, the opinion and perception of fighting the NHL has certainly changed in the last 10, 15 years from what it was. Um, so it's definitely a lot different. But, you know, Marcus Foligno, for your, for your point of sticking up, I mean, that's just, that's just who he's going to be. He is a no BS, don't mess with me and my Cubs kind of guy. Like, he is a right. kind of a lioness in that, in that matter. Right. And, and I, I, yeah, you know, Duhame's a, a nice, tough SOB, too. You know, I, I think the majority of these players oh, and he, are. And he could fight his fights. But yes. I, but I'm saying I don't like this trend of of my big teammate got hit, so I'm go- you don't need to defend them. Jordan Greenway never needs to be defended unless he's cheap-shotted and down out cold. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Josh Manson does not need to be defended. Right. My, my point is if you are a big guy and you want to fight, the whole the whole anti fighting community is free to step in and say that's stupid, right? But it, but to me, it's your choice. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Um, but if you're a big guy, but if I'm out there and I get in a dust up, I don't want Marcus Foligno or or this character from the Ducks, <laughs> Sam Carrick, saying I'll take care of this. No, yeah. dude, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. I that... got it. You know, go fight. If Jared Spurgeon gets hit. That's fine. You go fight him, Marcus. Sure. I got this. No, it is. It, I think just the perception of everything is just always different. So it's it's like very I strange. defend you. Yeah. 
Mackie, not so much. He can no, fight not Mackie. Mackie can fight his own battles. He, yeah, he can no. fight his own fights. No, I'm, it, I'm yeah. not going to fight for Mackie. You're, no. you're, you're sports younger, son. And you're a sport, and you're a little guy. I got your yeah. back. Yeah, and I, I, and I always look. I as as that person in general, I always looked at the bigger guys to to help me out. Yes, okay? and you I, should. Perception, self awareness. Yeah, my my best friend in grade school looked for me to to defend him. I was yep. the bigger kid. I yep. that's fine. I'm fine with that. But you know what? I didn't do. I didn't pick. I didn't pick fights with guys to defend my classmates that were my size. That's I got what you. I'm saying. I got you. Um, last thing before yeah. we go, All Star Game. Mm-hmm. Kaprizov's going. Talbot's going. Um, I'd like to hear your <laughs> statistical Talbot. And look, look, Talbot at times, who's hurt right now, has been really good. Yep. Um, but I, but I feel like you have a better uh, finger on the pulse of selections based on on the deeper dive. I'd yep. like to hear your thoughts from the division. Keep in mind, it's from the division uh-huh. of Cam Talbot um, going to the All Star Game along with the goaltender from Nashville, Saros. Yeah, I don't get this. I, I think maybe some teams just saw, hey, he's got 15 wins. It's kind of like a starting pitcher. Like Cam Talbot is, is one of those starting pitchers from 10 years ago. Like Ubaldo Jimenez like right, had like won 20 games in 2010. It had like an ERA of four and a half, but you know he won games. Um, and, and wins for a starting pitcher are obviously very overrated and, mis, and miscued sometimes. But Talbot just statistically has been literally an average goalie at best this season. And that's season. still true. Average. Okay. He's been an average goalie at best. Nowhere near an all-star game. I like Jordan Bennington, I, I think is an absolute loose cannon nut job. But Jordan Bennington, I think, deserves to go more than Cam That's Talbot what I was does. gonna ask who else from the central you know, deserves to Talbot go. Talbot deserves to go. Uh didn't Hell Hellebuck didn't make it? Like he, like the, the, even and, and even Sidney if he Crosby didn't make this game, so it's a real even, even if with not looking I don't have Hellebuck's numbers up right now. Connor Hellebuck is on a different level. Than Cam sure. Talbot, you know, like. But and, I, I don't know what his stats are, so in fairness, it, it's it's a weird process, you know. The All Star Game in general, as most of them have lost luster across all major yeah. sports. Um, baseball still is probably the best, but it's by default. It's not because it's still a good game. Um, I I was I was pretty surprised to see Talbot Talbot get named, but I will say, mm-hmm. not to transition it out, but I mean another and the Ducks are banged up. Ducks aren't that great, you know. They they I think their future is very bright. I think actually the Ducks in maybe a year or two could pop back up and, and be the team that they were 10 years ago when they were competing for Stanley Cups. But Capo had another big performance yesterday. You know, 39 saves. You know, he, he still saw a lot of shots. He played pretty well. I think Monday's yeah. test against Colorado, excuse me, is going to be a huge, huge moment for him. Can he hang with Colorado? This is a huge confidence builder, not only for Capo, but for uh, the team and coaching staff, too. Because this, to me, definitively says Kapo Kakinen can play more. Yep. And I'm not saying get crazy. I'm not saying Talbot is out of a job. He's not. But when we see that new schedule come out, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be absolutely nuts. Nothing but hockey, which is which will be fun for us. But that being said, Kapo playing is a must. It's imperative. Yep. And, and he has done nothing since Cam got hurt to make you say, I, yeah. Boy, you better right. get help. Right. You better get help. So, I, yeah, I'm, this I'm is, with you. It's a huge positive. This has been a good thing for the Wild. Like, this, like yep. Capo's, Capo's emergence is a good problem to have. So, like, when Talbot comes back, I'm sure there's going to be a moment where Talbot, all right, Cam's back. He's our guy, right? Like, th- th- I think that perception sure. might be the case. But there's a guy now behind him that's ready to play. Um, and I, I think 
I think Monday's game against Colorado is going to be a big. He 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 played well against Boston. He played well against Washington. He's also got that cocky goalie demeanor to him that he likes playing the best teams and wants to show up. I want to see what he does against Colorado. I'm excited. Who starts in goal for the Abs? I want to see good old Darcy. Yeah, see Darcy. I told you that move wouldn't work. I told you, you in the, you when did. they made the move, it wouldn't work. Look, down to you. the Arizona Coyotes have no pressure on them. They're in Arizona. It's a great place to play a pressure spot. Darcy Kemper has never – I mean, go back to his time here. Did he ever handle extended periods of pressure well here? No. Yeah, exactly. No. I told you it wouldn't work, and they're going to have to go get a goalie. But if they don't, if they don't, it's going to cost them. So, anyway. All right, tell people wh- where they can find more of this great Score North content and then do your thing. Oh, and play Billy. Play, play I'll us play off Billy. with Billy. I'll okay. play us off with Billy. I'll, I'll wrap things up. Our friend of the show. Maybe the best friend of the show of the yeah, hockey we show. Him on again, we do. We he's he's overdue. I saw he was on some other podcast. So we. Oh, he's we on a ton of them. He's a great. Yeah. He's a he's a he was, great. Did guy. you see the spitting the spitting chicklets? Yes, he's great I think they that. came to his house. They did. They went to his they, home. They did a whole. In fact, I think it's a half hour. Yeah. Their time at the Winter Classic, and they're leaving the Westin to go to Garen's. And I will. I'll say. I will say this: the more biz nasty in the my better. life, the better. Him that, grilling, him grilling Biz. Oh, you you had a lot of jerseys for the AHL. I know Biz. he's not. I know Biz was not a big name, right? But my God, I think he's as close to Barkley as we have found for our sport. Yeah, he's he's like, pretty damn good. He's hilarious. He doesn't care. He rips himself. Yeah, no, the he's more he's, Biz, he's an awesome guy. Uh, if Biz, you want, love you. if you want more Minnesota Wild content, hit the subscribe button on this YouTube channel. This is Judd Zolgat. I'm Declan Goff. We are the two members of Judd's Hockey Show. If you like uh, Minnesota sports entertainment. Uh, on the Vikings, on the Wolves, on on the on the Twins, if baseball ever comes back again, uh, hit that subscribe button. We're also on Apple, Spotify, ScoreNorth.com, at the ScoreNorth app, where Judge Zolgad's roundup on all these Vikings interviews uh, is is there too. So if you want some football feast, we have got NFL Super Wild Card Weekend super this weekend. weekend. ScoreNorth does not sleep. ScoreNorth does not stop. We we are pumping out content for you seven days a week on two different YouTube channels, ScoreNorth MN and also the Purple Daily Podcast. So. We'll be back to break down that wild game against Colorado on Monday, I'm sure. Judd and myself will be doing that. As I like to say, pass, shoot, score. And to our friend of the show, Billy Guerin, here he is. Listen, you guys know what this is all about, right? Right? What's it all about? Virgie? Hard work, man. It's fun. That. This is about winning.